Welcome to episode 39 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. On today's episode, I talk about another pet peeve and give you some advice on how to be a good human and zoo visitor, while Casey talks about something that exists in a surprising place. That place also happens to be where our favorites are from this week. And our animal of the week is pretty cute despite its villainous name. So let's get to it. Episode 39 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your host, Sally. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new myriad of animals. No, that does not technically fit, but we're going with it. because I don't even know the definition of myriad. It's like a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but anyway, it's relative. Me think, it makes me think of Heathers, so yay. Heathers. Myriad. Heathers. You're making Myriad nice. I think she's Myriad nice. I have no idea what this it's reference an 80s is. 80s movie and also a musical mm. now. It's very dark. Anyway. Oh, I like The musical's better than the movie. Though. Anywho. Um, yeah, but before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to in the very brief amount of time since <laughs> I saw you from last time? So, in one of my classes, it's genomics and bioinformatics. And bioinformatics is basically the overlap of, like, biology with mathematics, computer science, especially computer science, in order to analyze large volumes of data. I find it interesting. And one of the things I'm learning now is how to operate a genome browser. A genome browser? What the fuck is that? So there's like websites, like the one of the big ones um, is NCBI. And that is a has a bunch of databases for a bunch of biological data, including gene um, sequences, um, nucleotide, amino acid sequences as well, as well as just it has the genome for humans as well. And you can search for certain genes and locate its position on the genome. Tells you how many exons, introns are in the gene and how long the sequences are and that kind of stuff. This is a lot of stuff. Yes, this is what I learned. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just like, nope, thank you. Mm-hmm. Pass, but okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I remember I went on um, University of California Santa Cruz's genome browser once long ago when I was in genetics. I could not figure out how to operate it. <laughs> And now I'm very happy because now I know how to look at these things. Well, that's good. You're like, look at that. I've learned yeah. something. I would look at that and be like, no, thank you. We're just moving along. Yeah, I know if I were to show, if definitely if I show this to my family, and it's like, this is alien language. I do not know anything <laughs> this means. Nope. But yeah, I find it very interesting. Um, I, I spent, it's one class where you will not learn by just listening to lectures. You, it's an applied thing. You have to mm-hmm. practice it and sense. get used to it. That makes sense. And me being the nerd I am, I decided to, after going through the human genome a bit, I used the NCBI genome browser to look at the honeybee genome and look at some genes. Those bees that just run away from you. Well, honeybees, honeybees do not. But other bees do. Yes. And I learned there's... Uh, Think, if I remember correctly, about 19,000 genes in honeybees. 
But um, one of the ones, and so you can, <laughs> and what I like is you can just type in the scientific name of it, and you go to genome browser. Um, it it can give you a, or use the gene search option, and then it'll just give you a list of all the genes, and you can click the hyperlink for the abbreviation. It'll take you to the um, genome browser and show you the sequence and stuff. Yes, and one of the genes I and I didn't know I was like. At first, I was like, I don't know how to operate this. I don't know the name of any of these genes. <laughs> then I just found a list of them. So what is the point of this? Just to have this data collected that you can access? Like, what, why, why? It's you so this? you have data accessible to do more research. Because there's a lot of information. It's hard. It was yeah. very difficult to access this for further research before um, bioinformatics was made. Okay, so yeah. it's basically like a, a reference tool. Yeah, it's a lot of databases and tools in order to analyze data, download data, and all that stuff. And then Ooh. America has their own. It's NCBI here. Then Europe and Japan also have their own, like, big databases, and they exchange information from each other. Well, that's good because it would yeah. be weird if they didn't. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that's yes. a and, lot. Yes, I'm and one of, the genes I, one of the genes I found was call, is called MELT. MELT? Yes. That's the abbreviation, E-M-E-L-T. What is that for? It codes for a protein called melatonin. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. So what melatonin is, is the main component of honeybee venom. Oh, because, yeah, I'm like, they're venomous? I'm like, but they stink. <laughs> wow. I just feel like a lot of things to talk about that are venomous that would, like, will kill you. I mean, yeah. unless you're allergic, a mm -hmm. honeybee thing is just like, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool with some of these genome browsers is you can do like comparisons to other organisms and like show you how different regions are conserved or very similar to each other than other regions are very okay. different. Like the exons, so genes, it's what people should know is genes aren't just like a single code sequence that gets translated into proteins. There's exons and then introns within a gene. The exons get spliced from the gene and connected together and that's the actual um what gets coded and expressed. There is a reason. <laughs> I am not a STEM major. <laughs> I was not a STEM major. Yeah. My brain would just be like, we're done. Yeah. Shut down. And then in the intron regions, those ones do not get coded for proteins, but sometimes they are um, coded for regulations of other genes. And, and um, introns can accumulate mutations a lot, so sometimes they're important for certain kinds of research, like when you're doing phylogenetics genetics to understand so relationships and that's stuff. That's where things are going to change to become a new species or something? Or it's where you can look at to compare differences in sequences as mutations accumulate between species and then you can decipher who's related to who. <laughs> this is so, so complicated. <laughs> the sentence you just spoke. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, so like, I mean, you... I follow, but like, it's just like, what? <laughs> It's like you're talking a foreign language. Yes. And I'm trying to translate And these are the web-based informatic tools. Oh, my God. I'm learning how to use a terminal this week. Good luck. Yeah. I can't. Because, like, each, there's, like, web-based, and it's also called GUI, is one form of bioinformatic tools. Those have their uses because they're very graphical and they're much more representative oh. of your data. But then there's, but then when you're, important part of science is replication. You would have to record very specifically how you were processing things in your research in order for it to be replicated. Whereas in like a terminal, right. you can just write a script and people can easily just copy it. 
is a lot, Casey. Yes. It's a lot. It's science. I'm, no thank you. Well, do you know, also this is like all related to genomics because there's a lot of genomic data. It's a lot of information to process when yeah. you do research. And it's relatively new because keep in mind the genome, Human Genome Project was finished back in 2003. Wow. Yeah. I was still in high school. <laughs> I was eight. Shut up. <laughs> When I was eight, this came out. And it was my favorite. It is my favorite. Uh, the Lion King, by the way. Oh, yeah? It's the best. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Well, that was a lot. And um, I guess that segues into what I'm going to talk about, but in a different way. So now I feel stupid, like unintelligent. Um, but this is going to tie into something we're going to talk about later. But um, people being stupid, Okay. And people are animals, so we're going with this as being related. <laughs> I just, and this all, this ties into animals too, but there's just so many things, like, everyone should be required to work retail or food service in their life, period. Yeah. 100%. These people and you can people. always tell the people that have not. <laughs> yeah, and some people are still assholes who have. I feel like they're the ones who are like, well, I went <laughs> through it, so you have to go through it. And it's like, fuck you, you're supposed to make yeah. things better for other people. Which like with my family, the, I paid my student loan, so everyone else should have to. Well, yeah, you no. died of cancer, so everyone else should have to die of cancer. You know, it's like, come on, guys. Yeah, but like whenever I go to like grocery stores, I make them go put it back where it was mm-hmm. instead of just leaving it out. So that's what we're getting to. Oh my so gosh! The main thing is that my main pet. Okay, so here's the thing that some people may not know if you've never worked in retail. If you have an item, let's say you're shopping at Target, and you have an item and you decide you don't want this item, that is okay. You just hand it to the cashier and say, I don't need this. And then they put it in their thing of go backs, which is organized, and then they put it back. Do not stick it, which is what people always do, in the little dump bin up near the front or in the little candy holder or whatever. Stop doing that. It makes it so much harder. You're not sneaky, and like this is helping no one. Just hand it to the people. They're not going to judge you. They don't give a shit. <laughs> You're just like, I just don't want this anymore. But the biggest issue I have... And the biggest culprit is Walmart. Not that I shop there often, but when I do have to go there, I was a, a last resort. Mm-hmm. Frozen food. That is a chicken or whatever animal. And then they stick that in a dump bin. I'm like, so now that animal died for absolutely no reason. Because let's be real, mm-hmm. we waste animals already when we try to cook something and we burn it. Or we fuck it up somehow when we're cooking it. But now Or don't eat our leftovers. Right. All these things. But like... You have just taken an animal who died and just stuck it to just, it can't be sold, it can't be used mm-hmm. because now it's defrosted and it's no longer safe because you're fucking lazy. You either hand it to the person and they'll call someone up to go put it back or you go walk your fat ass back. All these people are not always fat, but still, you're lazy. <sighs> and you go walk it back and put it in the freezer. Like, this mm-hmm. is not hard. People are just so yeah. fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, there's that. That was the main reason because that drives me insane, but also just... There's there so many things. Um, maybe don't say to someone, well, you're going to do this. I'll tell you right now, if it's me, <laughs> stop being like, I'm not. Yeah. And now if you have that attitude, I'm now doing nothing to help you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're polite, I will actually assist you. And I'm not in retail anymore, but still, like, I've had people. Thank you. I know. <laughs> um, so I have had patients be like, well, you're going to see me. And I'm like, I can't put two people on the table at the same mm-hmm. time. So, And I don't even really get to make that choice, but, like, just... Logically speaking, mm-hmm. there are these time slots. Someone else has it. We can't stick two of you in there at the same time. So mm. I'm really not. You can uh, sit here and whine about it, but like, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, just don't have that kind of attitude. If also if you have that kind of attitude, they're not gonna help you, mm-hmm. and you will be the butt of everyone's jokes for forever. 
So it's very simple. If there's an issue, say, excuse me. Don't say rudely. <laughs> but like, excuse me. Or like if the price is... Another favorite of mine was always like, you charged me twice. And I'm like, bitch, if I could choose the pricing and you were rude, ask me paying three times as much. <laughs> and this polite person will be getting this thing for like 75% yeah. off. I'm like, I do not choose that, idiot. And also you say, excuse me, I thought the price was this. Mm-hmm. Not... What I always... Uh, <laughs> what I always love is like when they... You look over like the receipt and stuff, and they find out that no, there was no mistake making, and they don't apologize. Oh yeah, they do that all the time too. I'm just like, oh my god, you're so dumb. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, just be nice to people. Don't be assholes. Yeah. It's very simple. Like even if yes. someone fucked up and made a mistake, you just say, excuse me, I think this was this. Yes. I will and live. Probably fix it. If you're just like, you did this, and I'm like, fuck you, bitch, get out. I don't want to help you anymore. <laughs> yes, I will live my life well, knowing. My reputation has not been spread throughout a retail department. Right, because you will. Yeah. Everyone will know about you. We give them names. <laughs> Laser lady. <laughs> and then you see them in public, and you see them on the it's street, like, and you're like, "Laser lady, you're still alive." Look <laughs> like, around. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, yes. Oh, Casey, you're really missing something. That was it. That. That awful place, but people are just terrible. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. But, but the number one thing of all of those, if you have something frozen that's an animal, maybe just fucking put it back so somebody can use it instead of wasting it. Mm-hmm. But also just give it to the cashier. Whatever the item is, just give it to the cashier. Don't yeah. stick it somewhere random because it'll make their life easier. If you stick it in the wrong spot, mm-hmm. it's way more work yeah. than just handing it to them so they can just go put it back in the right spot in the first place. Anyway, but yes. So people are just the now. I'm best. having the image of also there being a homeless person outside. <laughs> Always. When. That's just because that's where we were. When there's also food being wasted. It's like. That's you. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's just also a big problem in America. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, just don't be an asshole. And also, like, throw your trash away. That's not hard. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the parking lot of, like, a Carl's Jr. one time. And I was eating my car. And somebody took their bag of food. And that podcast listeners cannot see this. But I'm going to recreate it. This one's going to spill, right? Okay. No. Literally does this. Okay, this is my car. This is my window. So I'm sitting in my car. Yeah. Well, in the my... lot. And I'm like, so people I basically just took a, a bag out, held it out parallel to the floor, and then just dropped it. Yeah. And then just drove away. And I almost walked over there and picked it and threw it in their car. I'm mm-hmm. like, get your fat ass over to the trash can and throw your shit away. Yeah. One of my friends tried doing that once. I made him get out and pick it up. Yep. I would do that to you. Mm-hmm. Also, when I go hiking, <laughs> I wind up picking up trash. Yeah. And stuff, and I should really bring a little trash bag with mm-hmm. me. There were some groups that also go clean yeah. stuff up. And then it was really funny one day. I don't know if I've talked about this on the, on the podcast, but I had a friend, and she had a cup of water for whatever fucking reason when they went on a hike. And then she was like, and they were about to go up a really steep hill, so she didn't want to have that. She's like, where do I where do I put it? Because I want to have it when I get back. And they're like, oh, just put it there. No one's going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, actually, <laughs> I have a friend who would. And then I'd be annoyed, and I'd be like, what, who the fuck left their shit here? So anyway, it's very yeah. frustrating. Though my proudest moment was like somebody, you know, like those silicone bead packets that come like the in things. things? Yeah. yeah. One of my friends one time tossed those underneath the car. It's like, you're going under there and picking that up. And she did. <laughs> I was like, you better. Yeah. Don't let it around me. <laughs> I'm kind of that way with recycling a lot. Uh, I'm like, go change it. Mm-hmm. Like one time she had, we were at Disney and she had, um, I think she had a bottle of water and she finished it. And, like, just her food, and she went to dump it in the trash, and I literally just scooped in and grabbed the bottle before it went in the trash. I'm like, just recycle. Yeah. Why? Why? It's not hard. It's just not hard. Yeah. Anyway, but 
Oh, goodness. (laughs) People are crazy. But we're going to move on. Just don't be those people. And most importantly, not with with frozen stuff. It kills Mm -hmm. an animal for no reason. Mm -hmm. Or it kills part of an animal for no reason, but still. What is this? (laughs) This is the article I'm talking about. Oh, God, I don't like it. I don't like any of this so far. Okay. You don't know what it's about. I don't like the picture. Okay. Why? It's a cute crab. It's not cute. It's cute. It is a crab. And it's cute. (laughs) Continue on. Yes. So basically, um, as everyone knows, the very well-known coral reefs around in the shallow coastal areas. Okay. But what a lot of people don't know is there's coral reefs that are found in deep, deep ocean water. They're actual coral reefs? Yes, there are coral reefs. But they don't have the photosynthetic zooxanthellae that are in the... Shallow reefs. Photosynthetic zooxanthellae? Yes. Look, look at me. I'm awesome. I could be a scientist, a biologist. Look yes. at me. Do you know what those are? I'm going to guess that those are the ones that make it pretty colors. It's part of it. They photosynthesize something and it probably makes it pretty colors. Yes, yeah, so. They're drab colors. They're technically dinoflagellates. That did not help me. Okay. <laughs> they're a little animal-like thing that's mm-hmm. single-celled. And they can do photosynthesis and they supply carbohydrates to the coral. Okay. So and with, like what I said. Okay. Yeah, you were around it. Photosynthesized. But. Yeah. And um, without those, the shallow corals die. These deep water corals don't have that. But anyways, those are very much understudied, the deep sea coral reefs. Okay. Yeah. So there's actually a scientist, that, a team of scientists that will be using new techniques and technologies to look for new species and get better studies on these deep sea coral reef systems. Okay, that's kind of interesting. Yes. Uh, so basically oh. it's like a coral reef, but like if, um, really? My brain's gonna <laughs> just, what's his name? Tim? Burton? Yep, thank you. Oh yeah! Tim Burton coral reefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the things they're going to do is collecting DNA samples um, to assess what kind of biodiversity can be found in these coral reefs. and. Okay. See how that will compare to, like, the tropical coral reefs that everyone's familiar with. Okay. Yeah. And we actually talked about these a little bit in my invertebrate zoology course. Um, as far as we know, they're not in as detriment as, like, the tropical coral reefs because they don't have to deal with coral bleaching that stuff because they're not dependent on any kind of algae to survive. Okay. But they are very – one thing I have learned is that they're very slow-growing. Much slower than regular corals. But isn't that pretty um, typical for deep sea stuff? Yes. Because that's the same thing with everyone being mm-hmm. gigantic, and that's one of those things, right? Yeah. They have a long, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like I remember, um, in one documentary, um, voiced by David Attenborough. David Attenborough. We need to have <laughs> one podcast I listen to has a little like sound effect after someone's name. We need to make one for him. <laughs> Not that. We'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, and um, sometimes what happens is that they can be subjected to destruction by deep sea trawlers. Okay. And um, problem is, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. And so these deep sea trawl nets can get down very deep in the ocean, destroy these coral reefs. Yeah. And because they're slow, slow growing, we will not see them recover. Because it will take literally a century wow. for them to grow back. Okay. Yeah. So it's very important that we get um, good assessments on these deep sea ecosystems and see what's down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does like how does crabbing stuff affect things? Because those get dropped to the bottom mm-hmm. of the 
spore, obviously. It's yeah. Crabbies. So how does that affect the plant life down there? Probably not great. So I'm. I would need to know specifically what kind of because well, the it's crab a, like, deadliest catch. So like king crab, right? That's where they use like giant things. Yeah. Oh, the big old cages. Yeah. So one problem with those is that um, search and marine mammals will try to go after the crabs in there, Mm -hmm. and there have been sea otters that got stuck in those. Yeah. Although one funny thing that does happen is there's our octopus that have learned to rely on those cages to get crabs. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. But yeah, other animals do get caught in those from time to time. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine sea otters up where they're fishing, though, because that stuff is real cold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. But um, all right, well, that's problematic. But cool to mm-hmm. know that there are reefs down there. But again, it's going to be yes. a Burton. And they're far more widespread than the tropical coral reefs. They're all over the place. All right. So hopefully they're doing all right. Hopefully. The At, so far, they're we don't know. doing much better. But we'll see what kind of species are down there. It'll be interesting for sure. Yep. All right. Well, um, the thing I want to talk about kind of ties into what I talked about for our catch-up today. Um, and that is zoo etiquette, folks. <laughs> okay? We're going to start with the – we're going to start from the beginning of your zoo trip. Parking. <laughs> Don't take up two spots. Don't be that asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or if you're going to, because you're very worried about it, park in the dirt. In the case of the wild animal park, <laughs> or park like really far down, and then you can take two spots. Don't be an asshole when it comes to parking. Number one. Also, if you have a short car, <laughs> please don't pull in all the way so that we don't get that hope that there's a spot there. Like, leave the butt of your car out where we can, or the front, depending on if you can. <laughs> Just like out near like normal car length, so we know. Oh, there's that's taken. Mm. We cannot park there. Um. Anyway. So that's, that's number one, right? Okay, so then we go into the zoo. And let's say you have little kiddos with you. It's great for kids to see animals and learn about them. It's fantastic. Kids should have fun. Maybe, though, don't let your child roar at the lion or at the tiger mm-hmm. or whatever animal. Um, that's really annoying. And I did have the one set of parents one time where they were like, oh, look at the tiger. And then the kid was like, roar. And they're like, don't do that. He's sleeping. Okay, we're leaving now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, like, leaving that area. I'm like, thank you. That is proper parenting. <laughs> But um, but do not yell at the animals. Also, there's that video. I'm pretty sure that's the one where he broke it. And this little tiny girl or some little kid is doing this, which is very aggressive, yeah. toward a gorilla. And he comes up and boom on the glass and cracks it. And they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, because you're like your fucking kid. Do something super aggressive. Mm. Like, you don't have to, like, yeah. be a biologist to know that that's not a cool thing. Mm. Yeah. Also, have you never had gorilla poop thrown at you? Because I feel like we've all had that experience yeah. in our life. Here's a good rule of thumb. Don't look at primates in the eyes. Never look them in the eye. But also... There's don't... a reason their backs are to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't look them in the eye. That's how you get poop thrown at you. And um, and also probably also avoid strollers because I find all the times that poop has been thrown, it usually is thrown for a stroller, which sucks for the kids because they can't move. But like, they just don't stand by a stroller. Um, anyway, so that and also don't do blatantly aggressive moves to them and then be surprised when they mm-hmm. react. Maybe don't, like, taunt the lion with your small infant that <laughs> the lion wants to eat. Um, don't tap on the fucking glass. Like, touching the glass mm-hmm. is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. You want to, like, put your hand up next to its paw, but don't, like, on yeah. the glass. Especially if somebody's trying to sleep. Like, that's just fucked up. Don't do that. And then I love when people, 
I can't see it. I spent all this money. Bitch, this is where this thing lives. It should not be forced to be out where you are all the time. It should be able to retire. Do you want to be surrounded by your children all the time? I don't think you do. I think you want that fucking alone time. At work, we have people who come in, and they're early for their, their appointments, and especially in the evening, it's very quiet. And they're like, oh, your appointment's not for like another half hour. Do you want to wait in the car? No, thanks. Because their kids are out there with their husbands. <laughs> or vice versa. I've had husbands do it too. And I'm just like, see, you want to escape from your children. So they shouldn't have to be out all the mm-hmm. time. You're going to a zoo. It's not an amusement park. Mm-hmm. I know they're like classified. It shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. It should not be an amusement park. It's about learning about the animals mm-hmm. and not about just like, ooh, looky, a dancing monkey type thing. So don't complain about that. Don't let your children yell at them. Also, adults don't yell at them. That's also stupid. Don't put kids on the rails. Don't put kids on the rails. And if your kid climbs into a gorilla exhibit and they have to shoot the gorilla, look like that kids are slippery, but like that was two sets of barriers that kid had to get over. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So yeah, don't put your kids on the rails. Um, let's see. What else, Casey? What are the other main ones that you would say too? I would say, <laughs> this is my parenting advice. Keep your kid on a leash. Honestly, I feel like I would. Just in any crap if I practice. become a parent, my kid will be on a leash. I'm like, it's gonna be a really cute backpack, but like, <laughs> it's a leash. Cause just yeah, that way they just can't run off from you, especially in a place where it could be something dangerous. But also just with the main creeper people out there, I'm like, no, I need you to be where I can see you. Mm-hmm. Depending on how old it is, I guess. Depends how old it is. It. Yeah, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. You could have said that. Whatever. <laughs> It doesn't exist yet. They don't exist yet. So it's not an existent thing right now. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, and also don't be rude to people who work there and don't be rude to animals. And also this goes to any like public place. When you're when you're trying to decide where you're going to go next, don't stop in the middle of the road. <laughs> Pull off to the side. Oh, so don't be those like group that has to be a wall. Oh so, my God, yes. If you have a group of like more than three do not walk, like, walking away from explosion style, right? You're not walking in a straight line like that, okay? You're doing, like, two, three at a time, mm-hmm. Max. Don't take up the whole... Especially because those people are usually slow. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I got places to be. Yeah, I have long I'm legs. I'm happy I... that you're meandering. Move along. I'm happy huh. you're meandering, but, like, <laughs> do it to the side so yeah. I can get by you. Just like the freeway. Go to the... Also, in general, <laughs> can we also just make a general agreement that, at least in, in the States and most places, whatever country you're in... Walk on the side you drive on. That just makes it simple, right? Walk on the right side, and then faster traffic will pass you on the left. And it just makes things simple. Otherwise, you get all these, like, bottlenecky, we're all trapped for things. Especially at the park when it was really crowded and you can't get away from people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you just maintain good traffic patterns, we would be fine. Oh, and, of course, don't throw your shit in the enclosures. Don't try to scare the animals. That was another one I will smack some dude. And then throw your shit away. And recycle it. It's not complicated. None of this is hard. Just don't be an asshole. So that's my main thing. Yep. But definitely don't park like an asshole either. <laughs> that's just gotten worse yeah. and worse lately. And I cannot stand it. I think that's pretty much it. This is the, this is the main, the main gist of the zoo etiquette. Yeah. Also, if you're really tall and it's like, maybe don't be in front. Because you can see over it. Let the shorter people in front. I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> where you are. But like, especially like a cheetah run, mm-hmm. that gets so crazy. Like I know when I brought my friends from Germany, I literally just stepped back. I'm like, and then because I try to save our space for all of the people and everyone squishes in, I'm like, bitch, give me my space. Mm-hmm. Can we just be like six feet forever? <laughs> and then I was just like, and then I was just like, okay, well, friends stand in front of me. I've seen it before. So my plan is when things are back to normal, I'll still be wearing my mask at cheetah run. 
people will want to avoid me. I just skirt out and be like, you're in my bubble. If my skirt is moving, you're too close. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that's, but yeah, just generally, although with this, on the same token, I will let your kid up kind of in the front as long as the kid's not, like, kicking mm-hmm. me or kicking my shit. And I'm not going to let the Don't kid. Don't let your kids approach the animals at the um, talks. That's really stupid. If yeah. you let your kid do that, you, maybe the, half yeah. the time you're drinking anyway, which I get. <laughs> but, like, maybe don't bring your yeah. kids for that. And also, if your kid's going to misbehave, like, we expect that kids are going to do that, just take them away from the mm-hmm. animal. Let them chill out or go home. Like, I feel like if I was taking a toddler to the park or zoo or something, I just know we have a time limit. <laughs> like, there's a time limit. They're not going to last that yeah. long. So, like, don't get mad. Like, we got to get our money. There's a reason there's aid restrictions on the caravan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had one. I don't know if I can talk about this, but... We're going to anyway. Well, it's not mine because it's my friend's thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's specific enough that I can get her in any trouble. But she had one um, family that came out with an infant and, like, insisted they bring this infant. And then, but they had paid for the infant because they're bringing another person onto the tram or the caravan. <clears throat> and then they wanted their money back because the infant didn't get to do anything. It's like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong? Why did you bring an infant out here anyway? <sighs> anyway, people are so dumb. Yeah. But yes, but that is how you properly... Look at the zoo animals and you let somebody else in to see them, you know, just just be conscious of other people and don't be an asshole. Okay, anyway. <laughs> kind of tying into Casey's bit mm-hmm. of our Tim Burton uh, coral reefs. Um, Casey got to choose our favorites this week. Yes, and I did. And Casey went really generic, which made it freaking hard for me to figure out what and I wanted. Me. I couldn't choose. I know. You got to be more specific, man. But anyway, be more Pacific. Because <laughs> we're in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So I think these are both choose? in the Pacific. I know one is. I well, don't know you, about yours. What did you choose, man? I chose the frilled shark. Woohoo! We're going to learn <laughs> about it. That's an excited woohoo. We're going to learn about it. <laughs> it's probably cool. Maybe. I don't know. It's deep sea. Everything down there is kind of creepy, but okay. Yes, so the scientific name is Clamenodoselacus anguinesis. Oh, my Lord. That's a lot. Yes. So these guys have a global distribution, so they're found in all the world's oceans. Okay. They're found in the tropical to subpolar regions. So, again, everywhere. Also, I feel like all the world's oceans, I mean... It's one ocean. It's one ocean, because there's no, like, border. Yeah. Like, continents are separated somewhat, but, like... It's a one yeah. ocean. <laughs> the reason we have different oceans is because of the tectonic plates and basins. That makes sense. Okay. That's the only thing distinguishing them. Okay. So it's kind of like this is yeah. the this is the the specifics. These are the Chihuahuas and the yeah. Great Danes in the thing of dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Just like seas are still part of the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. All of it is. Mm-hmm. Lakes are different, but anyway. Yes, they are. They're freshwater. They are freshwater. Well, well not some, all of them. There are, there are some saltwater lakes, but still. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah, so these guys are moderately sized. They're about two meters long. It's a pretty good size. Yes. And they get its name from the gill slits because they have this frilled appearance. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Kind of creepy looking. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and I picked it. It is one of the weirdest sharks on Earth. That is on point with Casey. Is it yes. weird? This is my choice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they have a serpent-like body. So you mean serpent-like? Like sharks kind of have a serpent-like body. No, like really serpent-like, like very cylindrical. Oh, okay. Kind of. Um, so like 
Yeah, like kind of eel-shaped, sort of. Okay. Except they have an actual tail fin. Okay. Um, the fins are located further back on the shark, and they swim very much like an eel or a snake in that serpentine mm-hmm. okay. pattern. Yeah. That you refuse to call slither. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a term for that. <laughs> and it's also one of the most ancient shark species. Its family, the Chlamydocelicidae, of which there's this is one of only two extant representatives. Oh, who's the other one? The African felt shark. Oh, okay. <laughs> Originated in the Carboniferous. I don't remember these things, man. Yes. So Carboniferous cool. is also my favorite geological time period. Okay. As it was the age of giant insects. And was 360 to 300 million years ago. Can you refresh us real fast on the different mm-hmm. geological time periods? Not off the top of your head? I know some of them, but not all of them. Okay. But this is far before dinosaurs. Okay. It, only things really, not very, only tetrapods were a few reptiles. Air quotes. Cause <laughs> some were not reptiles and amphibian-like animals. Okay. Yeah. But giant terrestrial arthropods. Not, not including a two meter long millipede. Absolutely not. And dragonflies the size of hawks. I mean, that's cool though. <laughs> yes. That I'm okay with. Yeah. I, if I could go back in time to any period, that's when I would go to. Also with no people. Yes. <laughs> Let's clarify. Yeah. He's like, fuck people, <laughs> giant bugs. Can you ride that millipede? That could be your battle beast, Casey. <laughs> A two meter can long we mill. Take animal, we can't take animals from any time period. Yeah. So we have dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs overrated, let's be honest. But like, could you ride a pterodactyl into battle? Could they carry a human? Probably not. That'd be cool. Oh, damn. Okay, yes. well, that's but there is some very interesting science when you look at like pterodactyls compared to birds. Because like pterodactyls are biggest flying things that ever lived. Mm-hmm. No birds got as big as them. They're pterodactyls the size of jets. And birds will never get that big. Because how birds get off the ground is they use their leg muscles to mm-hmm. get lift to fly up. Pterodactyls is very odd because they have the, um, I believe it's the humerus, and it was built to absorb a lot of shock. Because what they did is they used their forearms, which were their wings also, mm-hmm. to push, push themselves off. off. Yeah. You can't have birds growing to the same size as them because then you would need bigger and bigger leg muscles. And therefore, bigger bird, bigger leg muscles, it won't happen. Yeah. There's a limit. Yep. That's a huge digression. That is. Sorry. Sorry. We got crazy. Yes. But yeah, before dinosaurs, things were cooler. In my opinion, (laughs) weird shit lived before the dinosaurs. Sorry. Tigers are pretty cool, but okay. They're basic. Cats and mammals are basic. You're basic. I am a basic. (laughs) Yep. So. One interesting aspect is most of their diet consists of squid. Okay. Yeah. So they have multiple rows of teeth that total about 300 teeth in their mouth. Oh, I was like, like a shark. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But if you, I can't describe it properly, but it's like several. (laughs) It doesn't look like other sharks. and It's creepy looking in my opinion. Of course it is because it's in the deep sea. Yes. And each tooth has three sharp points. What the? Yeah, and that helps them hold on to soft body prey that might be trying to get away like a squid. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Studies looking at dissected specimens have also found that they will prey on smaller fish species as well as some sharks. Okay. <laughs> so, like, if you're down in this area, we're going after you. Yep. Yeah. 
and they can consume prey up to half the size of their body. Ow! Yeah, their digestive system is similar to that of a snake in that it can expand to adjust to large prey items. That's so weird. They are like snake sharks. Yeah. And currently, it is listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. Because no one's fucking with it down there? Yeah. Okay. But some scientists think that due to its natural rarity and the fact that it is being caught in some trawl nets, mm -hmm. that it may be more appropriately classified as near-threatened. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. That is the frilled shark. Interesting. So if you're afraid of snakes and you're afraid of sharks, <laughs> don't go near a frilled shark. Yeah. A you shark? A shark. Yeah. You would be able to... It'd be hard. Yeah. You'd Although I do remember there was an instance a few years ago, I think like 10 years ago, where there was a frilled shark that was in very shallow water and there's a video of it online. How did it survive? It didn't. Oh. <laughs> it died. Was it swimming in the shallow water and then it died or it was just washed up it, in the shallow water? It was swimming and died after the video soon after. Most deep sea creatures, if they get to that very shallow they're water, there's a, yeah. probably something wrong with them and right. they're going to die soon. Right, yeah. yeah. Poor thing. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm donating my body to science. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Well, Casey gave us this very um, vague topic <laughs> of deep, <laughs> deep sea animal. And I was like, okay. So I did my usual because I don't know all these things. Google deep sea creature things. <laughs> And I'm going to say, in case you should be proud of me, I did not choose mine based on it being cute. Mm -hmm. To be fair, he pointed out one that I didn't know about that I probably <laughs> chosen, although I will probably choose that at some point for a future thing. But mine is not cute this time. Nope. Well, I, I think it's it cute. because of its name and because it's very interesting looking and it's very different. And I chose the Yeti Crab. Here we go, folks. Just buckle up. Its scientific name is the Kiwa. Hirsuta, first discovered in 2005. Also, it's a new species to us. Um, and it was discovered around hydrothermal vents near Easter Island. Cool, the head's talked to it. Anyway, <laughs> um, they are 15 centimeters. Oh, I didn't realize they were that small. I mean, that's not tiny, but like that's not that big. It looks bigger in the picture. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a close-up picture that you probably looked at. That makes sense. Kind of like how the little blue dragon was. <laughs> yes. Teeny tinies. Okay. Um, anyway, despite the name crab, they are not true crabs. Lies. Um, and are more closely related to hermit crabs. They have no eyes. Why do you need them down there if there's not a lot of light? What are you going to do? They get its name because its claws are covered with hair. Though it's very big and like prickly looking. Um, and the purpose of the hair is to harvest... Chemosynthetic bacteria, which form the bottom of the food chain of the hydrothermal vent ecosystem. Yes. Studying the hydrothermal vent ecosystem must be interesting. Anyway. Yes. A lot of unknowns with that. Yep. And they will wave mm -hmm. claws through the water to keep a supply of oxygen, methane, and hydrogen sulfide. Sulfide. I can read. <laughs> Try again. Let's just do that one again. They will wave claws through the water to keep a supply of oxygen, methane, and hydrogen sulfide to help grow the bacteria that are on their bodies. Where is this mm -hmm. bacteria? It's in the hairs. Oh, to help keep their hairs mm -hmm. looking fresh, I guess, basically, and healthy. Yeah. Crabs have got to maintain their hair, too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's not a whole lot we know about them because they, yeah. they were just discovered in 2005, and they're deep sea things. So that's mm -hmm. about all we got. Mm -hmm. um, but they're weird looking, yep. and I'll be showing a picture. I wouldn't classify them as cute. I will. They're, they're little fuzzies. 
Are you going to touch that fuzzy? Because I'm not. I will touch the fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> so weird. Yep. And also when these were discovered, it was a new genus along with being a new species. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's like a totally new thing, which I mean now at this point, I guess it's not that new because... <laughs> It's 2021. Speaking, yeah, relatively speaking, it's new, but like <laughs> it's been over 15 years, so yeah. you know. But the Yeti crab is cool, but it's not mm-hmm. a real crab. No. It's kind of like hermit crabs. Yep. How many crabs are not real crabs? There's a lot of crabs that aren't real crabs, right? Most of them. <laughs> Most crabs are not real crabs. Yeah. Lies. Lie to us. Why do they lie? To, do they name them before they discover that they're not a crab? It's probably most of them were named before any kind of phylogenetics. That's, that makes sense. So if we did before have they a class. Run it through that freaking system you were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, phylogenetics was before that even. Okay. But anyway, it's nothing like it is now, but. You will see a picture of them and you will see how unique they are. And I just want to point out that I chose an animal not based on its looks. And last episode, we had Casey with bunnies. So, and he chose an animal based on his looks. So, apparently, we're switching places, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, but, anywho, those are our favorites this week. But that brings us to our Animal of the Week. Casey, are you ready? Yes. And our Animal of the Week is... The vampire squid. The vampire squid. I don't know anything about this. Also, apparently, it's not a squid. I believe nope. you told me. The more lies. All the lies. I'm going to name this episode lies. <laughs> anyway, uh, continue. Yes, yeah, so th- these guys come f- from the order Vampyromorphida. Sure they do. And come from the f- family Vampyrotuthidae. <laughs> That's amazing. And the species name is Vampyr- Vampyrotuthis infernalis. Infernalis? Yes. The name literally translates to vampire squid from hell. Do they live somewhere warm? Nope. I think that's a lie. I think that's just like this is stuff of nightmares. Are these scary looking, Casey? To some it may be. Oh, yeah. So to, to normal people. Okay, yeah. right. Continue. <laughs> it has a global distribution, so it's found through everywhere. everywhere in the world, <laughs> throughout all the oceans. And they live from the mesoplagic, which is also sometimes called the twilight zone of the ocean, down to the bethioplagic, which is also called the midnight zone or aphotic zone. I mean, there's no light down there? Or yeah. Light? Okay, cool. Yeah. In mesoplagic, there's some light. Oh, so in twilight, then there's like some light. But yeah, the- that's where some of the research I mentioned earlier about the coral reefs is going to be done, is okay. in the mesoplagic. Okay. And they're ranged from 600 to 900 meters below the ocean's surface. That's pretty far. Yes. The lifespan of these guys is unknown. Because they're deep, so who knows? Yes. But they are sexually dimorphic, as with most oh, cephalopods. okay. All right. The females are larger. Nice. Yeah. They're not particularly large. The largest they get is about 28 centimeters long. Oh, that's not very big at yeah. all. And the main body, which is the no, mantle. It's just something from hell when it's that small. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Continue on. And the main body in mantle is about 15 centimeters. Okay. Yep. And despite the name, they do not drink blood. Dang. Yep. <laughs> they are actually filter feeders that feed on plant and animal matter that falls from the top layers of the ocean. I don't understand how these are something from hell then at all. This is just like normal. Okay, continue on. If you see a picture, they're creepy looking. Okay. You just said they were not creepy, but okay, continue on. In my opinion, they are. Right, okay. But I will show you a picture. Um, And that, it also includes feces, and what that stuff is called that falls down is ocean snow. (laughs) Ew, okay. Yep. 
So like I mentioned, the name is a misnomer, and it, as it is not actually a hit squid. And his appearance is also misleading because it is not an octopus either. Oh. Yes. It, it belongs to its own unique order of cephalopods. It's not a squid. It's not an octopus. It's a cephalopod. <laughs> Wait. It would be. It's a. I'm sorry. I was trying to do the Superman thing, but it didn't work. Continue on. Okay. But it has two arms. And, no, it does not. It has eight arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And two long filamentous appendages that come out of these little pockets on its mantle. And they have a sensory function and also collect food. Okay. And they also have a pair of fins on their mantle. Oh, kind of like Dumbo octopus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They also have large eyes to help extract as much light as possible where they are living because okay. there's very little of it. And they actually have the largest eye in proportion to its body of any animal on the planet. Who was the one who had the largest? Was it terrestrial or just mammal? Was that the tars? Mammal, I believe it's terrestrial. Okay. And that was the tarsier. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But these guys, their eye is about two and a half centimeters in diameter, which is about the size of a dog's eye. In diameter? I guess mm-hmm. that's about right. Okay, yeah. 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 Which is a very big eye for something that... For something little, yeah. Yeah. And one thing that's in, an interesting uh, part of uh, their anatomy is that they have bioluminescent photophores on their body. Oh, yay. Yes. And some are located right behind the um, their fins. Mm-hmm. And there's also one scattered throughout the mantle. Interesting. Okay. And this is something that I find cute. Okay. But when it is threatened, it will take the arms, which also have this kind of membra- membrane connecting them, so they look kind of webbed, and it will... Okay. <laughs> kind of looks like a cape. Okay. And they will raise their arms and the membrane over their head to cover their mantle. Oh, they're yes. like, no. Yes. <laughs> this is sometimes referred to as the pineapple posture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's cute. Yes. And rather than having suction cups along its arm, they are lined with Siri. Siri? Yes. Like, they Siri, look- tell me where whatever is? <laughs> Spelled very differently. Okay, okay. Uh, but they're little, it kind of looks like little thorny appendages, but they're wiggly. <laughs> okay. And it lines their tentacle arms. I mean, we just have to see a picture of these. Yes. Okay. Yep. And since it lives in the deep and black ink would be useless, it expels a substance that contains bioluminescent materials in order to confuse its predators. Ooh, sparkly. It's basically yes. shiny. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. And because reproductive opportunities be very rare for females, they have evolved the ability to storm sperm from males for extended periods of time. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. is that kind of like how um, the bunnies of the fish world, the guppies and the um, platies are? Is it platies? Are they the ones that... No, I think they just reproduce like crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And these guys have not been assessed by the IUCN red list yet. I'm shocked. <laughs> But there are some threats to them, including the warming oceans, a decrease in the amount of oxygen due to warming oceans, pollution, and overfishing. Okay. Humans. Yes. As, as per usual. All right. Well, I ooh, here comes a picture in a second, which we'll be sharing, of course, to the social medias. So follow that. They're cute. <laughs> that's lots well, of drawing. They're not. I mean, they're kind of weird looking, but like they're pretty cute. 
They're not ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks a little creepy. <laughs> Let's see where I want to get pineapple posture. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's Okay, so only when you stare at the spiky parts is it mm-hmm. kind of scary. Other than that, it's not scary at all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they have little stuffed animals that are drawing. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. But yeah, that's the vampire squid. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, in that view it looks kind of creepy, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's not bad at all. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, that is our... Why does that one look angry? <laughs> look at that one on the left. No, go back up. Oh my gosh. Go back up. I'm trying. That one. With this the, like, one? The, the tan background all the way left. Oh. <laughs> he looks pissed. I don't, that's a flicker image, so of okay, course. Okay, whatever. Anyway, all right, they're not that bad. Yeah. I mean, they're not the cutest things, but they're not bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those tentacly things look... That looks yeah. kind of creepy, I see. That's the scary part. That's the start of the pineapple posture. That's the start of it? Yeah. It completely envelops it when it pulls okay. all the way. Okay. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. But, yeah, they got the name because of the very dark reddish color of their skin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still feel like that's lazy, and I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like the vampire finch that we talked about, the vampire bat, like, that made more sense. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah. Casey. Their chromatophores also don't work anymore. <laughs> okay. What do you call a baby squid? A squish? An inkling. Oh. <laughs> so cute! <laughs> That's not the tip. That should be the name. <laughs> we need to have a petition for that to actually be the name. And you know what? That actually does segue, Casey, into the challenge today. Alrighty. So we are doing, um, for this season, my two Casey's final Jeopardy challenge, which will now be on the same rules he gave me, which is much nicer, of um, having <laughs> ten minutes. So your categories are, oh, don't look at it. You'll have the answers. Babies. Babies. <laughs> Finish the lyrics. Oh, Lord. Disney horses, Broadway beasts, and previously on the podcast. All right. I need to move this so I can do this faster. Hang Alrighty. on. There's going to be noise, people. I'm sorry. Don't, don't, are you going to drink that? Yeah. You weirdo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get that timer ready, you. It's ready. Ten minutes. Okay. Now I just have to know how I'm going to mark if you got this right or not, because that's a thing. Right. Okay, hang on. I have to... There's like... I need to write down these categories. There, okay, so babies. Babies. Finish the lyrics. Disney horses. Why? Because I'm making it hard. <laughs> that's a joke. You'll get some of them. <sighs> Broadway Beast. And previously, on the podcast, I don't know how I'm going to check this off. I guess I just have to memorize if you got it right or not. Oh, my gosh. You didn't develop a plan. Well, I don't have it printed out, so I can't just mark it. So I don't really know right. how to, like, quickly do it. All right. Here we go. Got the timer ready? Yes. And, oh, and obviously, there's, sorry, there's five questions per category. 100, 200, 300, 400, mm-hmm. 500. The typical. All right. I don't know what that math works out to money-wise, but we'll get there. Okay. All right. Go. Okay. Previous on podcast 100. Oh, okay. Uh, this dog was designated as Republic of Korea Preservation of Cultural Assets Act number 53 in 1962. Oh, my gosh. It started with a B, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I have no clue. Really? I thought you'd get that one. All right. Ugh. This is how, like, when you ask me questions. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Next question. Where, where, where 200. Are you 200. How tall is the average house cat in centimeters? 20? 24. 
<laughs> Between 23 and 25, so I call it 24. Hmm. All right, next question. 300. 300. What is the name of the dog who originally played Lassie? Sam? No. Damn. Pal. Pal. Anyway, I should do the answers later. Okay. What kind of cat is sassy in Homeward Bound? We looked this one up a while ago. I you thought she was a Siamese, but I was wrong. No, it was something. You looked it up. I did? Yeah, you were the one who found it. I do not know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Next question. You want the same category? Yeah. Okay. Who were the two lead sled dogs who brought the diphtheria serum to Nome, Alaska? What? We talked about this. Two lead sled dogs? Mm-hmm. Their names? The first, yeah, one did the first trick, and then the very famous one did the last bit of the trick. Which apparently you've never seen that movie, which blows my mind. Nope. There's also a statue of him in Central Park, but okay. All right, well, that one did not go well. I no. expected you to get some of those. All right, check your next one. Baby 100. Babies, okay, you know this one. What is a baby echidna? It's a puddle. Did you say Wait. puddle? Puggle. <laughs> yeah, it's a puggle, correct. All right, All right. 200. I, this one's hard to me. Um, what is a baby hawk? Gosling? No, not gosling. I do not know this one. An eeyah. An eeyah. Mm-hmm. All right. 300. Baby porcupine. A prickle. Yep. Damn. I have to stop giving the answers first of all. We'll come back to them. All right. What is a baby? Oh, do you want the same category? Uh, baby partridge? Pear. <laughs> This is a joke, but I don't know. Okay, it has the cutest one, by the way. Um, No. What is a baby oyster? It's a larvae. That's stupid. It's not called larvae. All right, next. What category are we going to next? Uh, Finish lyric. All right. I'm going to not sing it and do my best to not sing it. This one's the easy one. You ain't nothing but a... It's an Elvis song. I should give you the artist. Hound dog. There you go. Yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, this Steve Miller band song, I Want to Fly Like an To the Sea. Eagle? Yep. All right. I don't expect you to get this one. This um, Stray Cat song, I Got Blank Class and I Got Blank Style. What? Stray Cat song. Mm-hmm. I got blank class. Da, 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 da. I want to say grape, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Did you say grape? It's an grape. animal. No. <laughs> All of these are animals. Mm. I got blank class. And I got blank style. It's the same animal, by the way, both times. Tiger. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) All right. On to this next Paula Abdul song. He's a cold-hearted blank. Look into his eyes. You can do this, man. That one's like a phrase. I don't know. (laughs) A cold-hearted blank. Blank mm-hmm. in his eyes. Snake. Yes! Yay! <laughs> All right. This is the hardest one. Your hints is just that it's a heart song. I think like 80s-ish. Heart song? <laughs> yeah, and the, and the lead up is you get ooh. <laughs> and then the word. 
It's done differently in the song, like, ooh, or ooh. And it's an animal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the hardest one. What? It's the hard one. Horse. I don't know. Nope. Okay. Speaking of Disney horse, 100. Okay, great. This horse from Hunchback of the Notre Dame. Of the Notre Dame? Try that again. This horse from the Hunchback of Notre Dame shares a name with a Greek hero. Hercules. I don't know. Okay, moving on. <laughs> this is Mulan's trusty steed. I don't know these. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I don't think you're going to get this one. <laughs> this horse is told no carrots after accidentally dumping his rider. Who happens to be a prince. I'll give you that much extra. Happens to be a prince. No carrots. Dumps his rider. Happens mm -hmm. to be a prince. Yep, his rider's a prince. This is Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No carrots. I don't know this. I'm going to say Felix. <laughs> Felix? I don't know. <laughs> Felix, okay. I don't know. I think the last one you might get, but we're not there yet. All right. Cinderella horses, Cinderella's horse's name is also a rank in the military. <laughs> I'll give you an extra hint, even though it's not really how this goes, but it's also something you do in college. <laughs> that does not help me. Kind of a verb in college. <laughs> what? It's an important part of college and getting a degree. That does not help. It'll make sense when you hear the right answer, but I think you still have some time. Yeah. You can try. I don't. What? I... Just say any military <laughs> ranking, I guess. Colonel. I don't know. Okay. That is a different horse, but it's not that. <laughs> oh my All right. One of these horses is not like the other. Maximus, Samson, Philippe, and Achilles. And I named the last one. What? Okay, so Maximus, Samson, Philippe, and Achilles. Maximus? One of these is not like the others. Yes, there's four horses. Three of them have a lot in common. Maximus, Samson, Philippe, and Achilles. One does not. Achilles? Okay, moving on. <laughs> There's only one category left. Here we go. Yep. This one I think you can get. I will not. A 2018 adaptation by Aaron Sorkin of Harper Lee's famous novel featuring Atticus Finch. All of these have animals in the title. It's a famous book we all had to read in high school, I think. Middle school? Mockingbird? Yes, I'll give that to you. To kill a mockingbird. To kill a mockingbird. Okay, stupid fucking bird. <laughs> a contemporary adaptation of this Anton Chekhov play. It's an animal name for yeah, all it's these? It's a stupid or? fucking bird, obviously. Oh, so a stupid fucking bird. That is actually a play that is based off of it, <laughs> but really take that energy and it's probably the right stupid bird. Stupid fucking bird. See, I'm thinking about what I think people think of stupid fucking bird, which I know is not actually stupid. I think it's more like annoying than stupid, like bird brain. I think it's like annoying. Pregent? That was a good guess. There's two good guesses, and sorry you went with that one. Okay. <laughs> the 1958 film adaptation of this Tennessee Williams play set in Mississippi starred Elizabeth Taylor and Paul Newman. Say that again. Okay. 
1958 film adaptation of this Tennessee Williams play, set in Mississippi, starred Elizabeth Taylor and Paul Newman. Tennessee Williams. Basically, he's the most famous play. What? I don't know plays. I feel like we had to study Tennessee Williams in high school as well, and this was mentioned. I went to a trash high school. We didn't learn what we should have. <laughs> okay. Moving along. All right. In 2009, don't expect you to get this one, Robin Williams starred in this Rahib Joseph play. I don't know what other hint to give you because this one's really hard. Um, nope. It's just, I don't really have a Robin Williams. It. Robin Williams is in this play in 2009. It's an animal name? It is an animal. These are all animal names. All animal. Even if you just get the animal right, I'll give it to you. Oh my gosh. We're gonna, I'm just gonna choose to move on for you because I think you have a prayer of getting the next one. Okay. <laughs> In this Eugene Ionosco play, the inhabitants of a small French town turn into this large animal. What? Mm hmm. Just focus on a large animal, it's terrestrial. I'll give you that. Elephant? Okay, close. <laughs> the other one, but okay. Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That um did not go well. I expected some of these to go better than that. See, you want to be difficult science? To be fair. I got you, man. Everything I've talked about in mine, we mentioned. <laughs> okay, well, previously on the podcast was all mentioned on the podcast. So, and I Those animals you, that don't count. I expected you. No, it's not the animals that don't count. And... The Broadway section was really hard, for sure. The lyrics I expected to be a little bit better. Okay. All right, so let's just go through them. You're just going to... You mark down which ones you got right. Okay. When we go through it, we'll say which ones you got right, okay? So we're going to go start at the beginning. Babies! Echidna, Puggle, correct. Yeah. Hawk, Eos. Never knew that until I looked it up. Yep. Okay. This one's adorable. Okay. Three, Porcupine, Porcupet. Oh, I do so remember that. cute. Okay, uh, but you did not get that. No. I think you didn't get anyone but the puggle, in fact. Yeah. Okay, also, though, this is the cutest one. A partridge, partridge is a cheaper. A cheaper. A cheaper. So cute. And an oyster is a spat. So think you're fancy and you're going to go eat oysters and you're going to put on your spats. Uh, All right, here we go. Finishing the lyrics. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Got that one. Yeah. I would have judged you if you didn't. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Right, we got yeah. that one. Okay. Also, everyone, this is a treat because I looked up the video, which I had never seen in my life because I was, well, not even born when this came out. But can we talk 80s? Wow. Okay. You got to watch this. Stray Cat song. I got cat class and I got cat style. I thought Stray Cats might get in the way. See, I heard Stray Cats. It's like... I want to say cats, but she there's no way that she would say cats. I wasn't trying to trick you, man. It's just you got to watch that video. It's so great. It's so, so great. And then, of course, Paul Abdul. He's a cold-hearted snake. Mm -hmm. Look into his eyes. It's really fun. And then this was a hard one, no doubt. Ooh, Barracuda. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I freaking. Were you going to say that? Yes. Casey, trust yourself. That's why I sing the dun 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 I play that all the time. I, know, I love that song. On Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guitar Hero. Uh, yes, Barracuda. Oh, lordy. Right. I expected you to get at least one of these horse ones. I don't know Disney well. All right, so you, okay, did you mark who you got right in those? Yes. Okay, great. Not many. All right, here we got none of these and none of those shows. No, you got one show. Okay, great. So, Disney horses. This horse from the Hunchback of Notre Dame shares a name with a Greek hero. You made a choice and it was a hero, but Achilles is the correct one. Achilles. Um, 
All right. This is Mulan's trusty steed, Khan. <laughs> and then... Never this... watch Mulan, really. Really? No. Lame. Okay. Um, this horse is told, no carrots. After accidentally dumping his rider, that is Samson from Sleeping Beauty. Prince Philip's horse. He's Never really watched Sleeping Beauty. Uh, one of my favorites, <laughs> and I love Samson because he has attitude. Although Maximus blew him out of the water. <laughs> but anyway, Cinderella horse's name. Cinderella's horse's name is also rank in the military. Major. That's why I'm saying with college, you major in something. <laughs> um, and then one of these horses is not like the other. Maximus, Samson, Philippe, and Achilles. Maximus, Samson, and Achilles are all white. Now, technically, Samson has a dark mane, whereas Maximus and Achilles, I think, are all, I'm pretty sure Maximus is all white the whole mm-hmm. way. But the other distinction is Philippe is the only draft horse of the three. Mm. So he's not white, and he's a draft horse. So, also, he's cooler. Well, not necessarily. The other ones are cool. All right, Broadway Beast. This was the tough one. This was the really tough one. So, 2018 adaptation by Aaron Sorkin of Harper Lee's famous novel featuring Atticus Finch, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. The next one, Stupid Fucking Bird, is a contemporary adaptation of this Anton Chekhov play, probably the most famous of the Anton Chekhov plays, The Seagull. <laughs> See, Pigeon and Seagull. It was going to be one of those two, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the 1958 film adaptation of this Tennessee Williams play set in Mississippi starred Elizabeth Taylor and Paul Newman, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Don't forget that we also learned that... Pal made more money than Elizabeth Taylor did back in last yep. week. And that just gave you away what that answer is. But anyway, um, this is the really tough one. In 2009, Robin Williams starred in this Rahiv Joseph play. I'm not really sure how you say that name, but anyway. Uh, might be Rajiv. I don't know. Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. I <laughs> would yep. never have gotten that. <laughs> and then in this Eugene Ionosco play, the inhabitants of a small French town turn into this large animal. Rhinoceros <laughs> is the name of the play. <laughs> And finally, I expected you to get the first one because it wasn't that long ago that we talked about it. Mm. Previously on the podcast, this dog was designated Republic as Republic of Korea Preservation of Cultural Assets Act Number 53, which is really long to say, in 1962 is the Jindo. Mm-hmm. Okay. How tall is the average house cat in centimeters? About 24 in, or centimeters, excuse me. I said that like last podcast, I think, or two podcasts ago. Far less, let it rest. <laughs> It's not. It says 23 to 25. Yay. That is what everything says. So there might be a smaller cat, but that is the average cat. Aww. What is the name of the dog who originally played Lassie? Pal. We commented on what a weird name it was. Mm. What kind of cat is sassy and homeward bound? Himalayan. You're the one who looked mm-hmm. it up the first time we questioned it. Mm. And then who were the two lead sled dogs who brought the diphtheria serum to Nome, Alaska? Togo and Balto. That's going to be my constant repeat question, like the eating the insects thing for me, because you are going to learn that. <laughs> you need to give them respect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, that's it. So how much money did you get, Casey? One, two, three. 900. 900. Is that with the, the different levels, too? Did you mark it in the level? Yeah. Oh, that was rough. I was trying to make it hard. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I assumed you'd know more babies, too. But a porky pet and a cheaper? Can we just talk about how cute that is? I love it. I that. don't pay attention to non-scientific terms much. It is a scientific term. It is. We it do is not use it. For a baby of it. So it well, we don't use in science. It should be, because it's their baby, and it should matter. You know, a scientific term that we use is naiad. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah. So, it's a baby. There are different mm-hmm. life stages, and the baby is this. Mm-hmm. Is this. 
Anyway, all right. Well, that was our challenge, and um, that was kind of rough. Okay, so I assume you're going to be really mean on the next one, probably, <laughs> and I'm not going to know anything. Uh, I feel like at some point I might have to start studying the podcast. Yes. It's like a quiz, like a test. Anyway, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of and wow, I don't know what's happening. To the end of episode thirty-nine. Next episode is forty. That's crazy. There's not really anything special about forty. No, I think that's official age where you start approaching death. <laughs> I think that's like midlife crisis, but well, in America maybe most people make it longer than eighty. But um, no, forty is um, when you see you become irrelevant in the theater world generally. At least as an actress. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's special about 40. Mm. I don't know. Anywho. Halfway towards death on average. There we go. That's fun. That's a fun thought. Our podcast is almost dead. It's halfway dead. That's awful. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on episode 40 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Hello.